there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Thanks again for tuning in. Got a really, really fun episode lined up for you this week. I and my Art on the Air co-host Gretchen Hilmers spoke with Kay Wolfersberger. She is an illustrator, graphic designer, and fine artist whose latest piece... Hey Y'all is currently on view at the drive through Art Box at Green Truck Neighborhood Pub. But you've actually probably seen Kay's work many, many times before all over Savannah. She is behind many of the designs at places like Foxy Loxy, The Coffee Fox, Henny Penny, and Fox and Fig as well as the branding on Perk Coffee, and then also a lot of the work at Green Truck Pub. So you've definitely seen her work around. I didn't even realize that before I reached out to her. I just really liked what I was seeing in the drive through art box. So it was a really fascinating conversation, and she's an absolute joy. I mean, she's just one of those people that I couldn't help but smile the entire time that we were talking, and Gretchen and I really enjoyed having a conversation with her. Wanted to mention, of course, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column, as well as all of the writing that I do for the Savannah Morning News right here at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Last week, I spoke with Sharon Norwood, the amazing Sharon Norwood, about her process, her background, and her use of the curly line to get across her deep philosophical points that she uses in her artwork. I also wrote a very, very long piece talking about the New Arts Southeast, a nonprofit organization organized by the folks over at Sulphur Studios that I think you're going to want to check out. I think they're going to have a major impact on the local art community. So go on over to savannahnow.com in the entertainment section, and you can find all of that there, including many, many other articles about the local arts and culture scene. In my humble opinion, the best arts and culture information you will find anywhere in Savannah, savannahnow.com. Let's get into this week's episode of Art on the Air, this week's interview with Kay Wolfersberger, I and my co-host Gretchen Hilmers. You're going to love to hear all about her drive through art box. Hey, y'all. Enjoy. Rob Hessler and Gretchen Hilmers here with Art on the Air Field Notes. We're speaking by Zoom with Kay Wolfersberger, and we're going to be talking about, Kay, we want to talk about your drive through Art Box, but the first thing I just thought was so funny, I have to share the story of how we kind of, Gretchen and I knew about you before, like, we realized we knew about you in a weird way. You know, I got the press release from Sulphur Studios and was excited about this. And I did some research about you and then I reached out and we communicated a little bit and you agreed to come on the show. And I was, you know, kind of excited. And then I noticed that your business card was on our refrigerator <laughs> uh, after the fact, because Gretchen had picked it up at the repurposed Savannah outdoor market a couple of months ago, I guess it was October of last year. So before we get into sort of talking about the drive through art box, it, project that you've got going on in conjunction with Art Southeast and Sulphur Studios. 
talk a little bit about you doing these markets because looks, I mean, look, it like kind of all came back around. I mean, obviously we look, you know, it's another place for artists to kind of show off their work. Yeah, Rob, I think that sums it up really nicely. Another uh, revenue stream. Uh, it's a great and like really fun way for artists to connect with the community. Uh, a lot of times art making or craft making can be a lonely process. And mm. so it's really fun to get out and see people react to your work. You learn what's working and what's not working. Um, in terms of my history with craft markets, I've been doing them. Oh, my gosh probably 10 years or so mm. since I finished my fibers degree at SCAD. Um, that was where my big interest in fabric and textiles really budded and I've been feeding it ever since. So off and on, I think a craft market, uh, even though it's uh, common for artists and makers, it's really different for everybody and different. So everyone has their own approach, experience. Mm -hmm. um, and even though you can read as many like advice books or craft books out there until you're in there and at the markets doing it yourself with your product, um, it's just you have to make the mistakes and, and learn all the lessons yourself. So yeah, I, uh, the craft markets have, I'd say they're an extension of um, my illustration, which is really my focus of my career. Yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting is that you mentioned that you got your degree in in fiber arts. And I'm a, I, I, fiber arts is one of those things that I just truly love fiber arts. It almost includes anything. I mean, it's like it's so inclusive as far as like what you can do with it. But it's one of those things that I am not capable of doing. Um, in fact, actually, you might even see in well, this is really terrible for radio, but I we have a couple of pieces of Jennifer Moss's who is of course at Sulphur Studios Arts uh, in Art Southeast of her fiber pieces here. We're love, love, love fiber arts. I, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because you did try knitting at one point, Rob. So oh, God. You, wow. and you can sew a button on. So I think your career in fiber <laughs> arts, is, it's oh, out there. So yeah, then you might think. <laughs> oh no, okay. You would you would insult. You would audibly gasp at my attempt at knitting. It um, was adorable. <laughs> no, okay. Yes. Now, I'm, now I'm embarrassed. This isn't about me. This is about Kay. Uh, so, <laughs> but I mean, I think it's interesting because I think I look, I mean, I think you're a master at illustration. How did you sort of transition from, you know, fibers to the kind of illustrative work that you're doing today? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so it's actually a little more tangled than that as well. I originally studied my first BFA at SCAD for graphic design and then went out in the industry and it just didn't quite feel right. And so I was able to come back to SCAD and get a second or earn a second BFA in fibers. So mm. and in between those years, what I tried different jobs, graphic designer, senior designer, art director. And then eventually I, that wound me to understanding that illustration was like my passion. And so in order to get the hours in to um, really develop an illustration career, something I needed to tip the scale and that's when I realized I needed to freelance. And so I left my full-time job and began my freelance career. So I've been doing that for about six years, freelance graphic design for a lot of local cafes and restaurants like Foxy Loxy Cafe and Green Truck Pub and Perk Coffee. And so that allowed me to spend more time on my illustration. So I've been teetering between these two worlds um, for a number of years. And then this year was the most exciting because I was picked up by a 
um, illustration agency, Lilla Rogers Studio. And so it, it validated my efforts and, and now it just really feels like I'm ready to, to forge ahead and, and go all in on this one. That's area. so cool. That's so cool. Talk about that though, for, for listeners who might not understand what that means, getting sure. picked up by a firm like that, what exactly does that mean? And, and kind of how does that work? That's a great question. An agency is typically a group of people. They represent artists. In my case, Lilla Rogers Studio, uh, four to six people. And the people that work there are agents, their financial department. And what they do is Mm. they take your work and they advertise it to other people. So they'll reach out to art directors. They handle the marketing communication side. So I can stick to making my artwork. I send them the images and then they broadcast it to uh, all their different clients and connections. So what's great about it is that they're handling um, what can be a really time consuming is getting the work mm-hmm. out there, right? The marketing mm-hmm. that can be, I mean, that's a, obviously a whole job within itself. So I'll focus on the art. And then they also handle the financial part. So contracts between clients. And those are the really, those are the big heavy hitting elements that a partnership like that, that's what they take care of. Wow, that's now, so exciting. Yeah, I just want to want to throw this out there. Now, yeah. I don't know that we've talked to a lot of people who've been represented by an agency quite like yours. Sure. So there is, just for, for people who might be interested, yeah. there's a trade-off. So how does the agency make money by representing you? Oh, good question. So they take a cut of, it varies from agency to agency. It can go from 30% to 50%. So let's say they get me a job with the New York Times and it pays $1,000 to do illustration. They would take a percentage of that um, and then they handle the contract and work out the timeline. And then they come to me and say, hey, this is what we got for you. Are you interested in that job? So I always have the option to take the job or not take the mm. job. And that's when I can either accept it, the contract's written up, and then the timeline is established. Then they handle, I tell them, hey guys, the New York Times piece is finished. Uh, go ahead and build the client. And then they'll handle the, the interfacing with that with that situation. Nice. So is the New York Times piece a real thing? Oh, I wish. No, that was my <laughs> dream, dream job. We'll keep your fi- our fingers crossed for you, Kay. That sounds awesome. Yeah, let's put I, it out there in the universe. Yeah, right. Yeah, you said it. You said it. And we, we were bringing it into being now by, by, by saying that out loud. That's so cool. I mean, I, I, I love that. And what I kind of, what I love too, is that being a part of the, that agency doing, you know, you're talking about doing all of these various projects for some local businesses and other businesses too, obviously beyond that. But I think it's kind of cool that you are then doing something like the drive through art box, which is, I mean, that's more of like a labor of love. It's like, it's, it's an art piece for art itself. It doesn't, it's not, a paid gig. It's nothing, you know, well, I mean, I don't know, maybe they offer you a little bit of money. I have no idea actually what the, what the deal is, but you know, it's kind of another side of your work beyond just that commercial work. So talk a little bit about sort of how that all came about, where you came up with the idea, maybe describe the piece too. So that way that our listeners, it's better if you describe it than if I do. So. Absolutely. So Green Truck has been one of my clients for several years and I always admired the drive through art box. And I was still when I was first introduced to it, I was still very much like graphic design career and not very confident in my illustration or artwork. And Ben and I moved away and traveled a little bit. And then we landed back in Savannah five, five years later. And, and I 
saw the art box again. And I was like, this is it. This is my moment. And so I got in touch with Josh and then he, the owner of Green Truck Pub. And then he told me that Sulphur Studios handled the curate, curating of the drive through box. And then I got in touch with them. And one thing led to another. And I was able to commit to the time frame and uh, created the prompt for myself, which was, I was think I made it um, last month and drew the piece up. And so it's three panels measuring, gosh, I can't remember the direct measurements, but it's, it's the biggest piece I've done personally. And so they're big florals and it says, Hey y'all, it has this cute little dog in it. And what it mean means to me is we're all coming out of this COVID shell and mm -hmm. everyone's getting vaccinated and there's a, kind of a light at the end of the tunnel about reconnecting and socializing. And that is so exciting, but also intimidating. And uh, oftentimes if I find a project or a task really big and scary, I'll just break it down into little parts. So this kind of overwhelming, oh my gosh, reintegrating back into society feeling, all I have to do is say hi. And I think we could all keep that in mind. So if you're just like, hey, y'all, that's, that little chip, that little baby step back into um, into this like new chapter that we're all going into. It is, and it's nice. It's like a, it's you're regreeting people. It's like you're for <laughs> for the first time. You're like literally, and it is. It's so it's so beautifully done. And you have a for the in the image that I've seen, and and you also have, of course, a, a wonderful background in in using text. I mean, um, I know you and your husband. And I want to get his name here, uh, Benjamin Carl Stanley. You have the House of Kindling, and you've done. I mean, everybody in town knows your work, even if they don't know your work. Like they, if like Perk Coffee, and like I mean, like you said, Green Coffee Fox Green, Green truck. truck. I mean, yeah, like everybody knows your work. So, um, and and you know, if people kind of even if they haven't seen your piece yet for the drive through art box, they can probably visualize at least if they know your work the kind of like text is very fun, happy, positive, you know, like right. it does feel yeah. like, Hey, we're back, you know, in a way. <laughs> yeah. but I know it, I, I always kind of want to couch that with, well, I know we've got a long way to go still, but at right. the same time, it's okay to be hopeful and okay yeah. to be like excited mm -hmm. about yeah. getting back out there. So, um, so yeah, it's a really, that's a really fun piece. And now I want to mention here because at the time this is that we're recording this, this weekend, you're actually going to be doing a little bit of a talk about your piece on Instagram Live with Sulphur Studios. Can you give us a little preview? Like, what are you sort of thinking for that? Have you ever done anything like that before, to be honest with you? Because I imagine you know, a lot of times you're just kind of sitting in your little space doing your artwork, not really getting on Instagram and talking to people about it. Yeah, that is exactly right. <laughs> um, I did do artist talk when I signed with my agency and that was a good way to mm. dip my toe in and kind of get used to that. Um, I also, this was a long time ago when I was valedictorian of my, my fibers graduating class. And so that was, I even still call upon that moment mentally when I have to public speak or engage in that way. And it gives me the strength and confidence, but um, that really helps a lot. So even they're few and far between the talks, but um, when I do them, I always have so much fun and it's interesting to step back because it's easy to get lost in your little world. And it's great mm -hmm. to step back 
be able to articulate and remember why you were pursuing art. And, um, and of course, you think, oh, an illustrator must just be fun all day drawing, but it's, it does come with its own set of like work related things and deadlines and coming up with ideas or you didn't sleep great. So and you still have to generate generate work. So it is great to step back and recognize that like, oh my gosh, I, this job is so awesome. <laughs> and I reappreciate, you know, what you've going on. Yeah. And I wonder too, if it might sort of highlight to people who you are. I mean, because of the fact that your work is so recognizable in town, like in, in a commercial sense, this piece being like an art piece, like for itself and, you know, being associated with arts Southeast and and sulfur studios and doing an artist talk, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, people might underestimate you might, might just sort of make have preconceived notions that you are just doing only these commercial jobs and that you're like, you know, just plugging away and not that you have, I mean, like you're an artist first and foremost, and you also happen to do work that pays you for doing your art. Yeah, exactly. This does feel like a new chapter, putting my artwork out there in a more public way versus the commercial way, like the distinction you made. So it does, it actually feels pretty new. Ben and I had done several um, collaborative art shows before we had moved away six years ago. So it's like I had a little splash then and then we left. And so now coming back, um, I'm really excited to push that aspect of my career. And it's interesting because illustrate hope, you know, maybe in a year or two, my illustration calendar will be all filled up. But right now I'm very much juggling between the two worlds of commercial work and illustration work. The challenge there is that the commercial work pays and then the illustration work, you're generating lots and lots of work, hoping to like, you know, hook something or get mm. something later. So the payoff in that way comes in the future. So by juggling the two aspects, though, it's created a really interesting dynamic because I can pull, uh, if I'm working on illustration, then I can pull, um, you know, the discipline from my typography background. Or if I'm working on a commercial mm. piece, I can liven something up oh, I'll just, I'll make this illustration really quick and now I'm faster. And so it's starting, it's feeding off each other, which has become really interesting avenue. That's cool. And that's a really good, I think, point of emphasis that we could make too for our listening audience, because most people that listen to this interview and probably read the article as well, but especially for the audio interview, there are other artists and things. And like when you can go hand in hand between work that's getting you paid and work that's not, and, and they kind of work off of each other. I think that that's more satisfying too, because it's like, you're not just at the grindstone all the time, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and it, it does make you ultimately better. I mean, you're able to, like you say, you're able to kind of um, hone some of your skills. I wonder if this has maybe made you think about, you know, doing some more stuff like this. You mentioned what, before we went on the air, you know, you moved back to Savannah in March, 2020. So like, you basically moved back to Savannah and then the entire city closed. So you were like back in town after six years away and you couldn't hang out with any of your old friends or like go do anything. Um, So like, I mean, obviously you've had a lot of time to think and evaluate what you want to do with your career and what you want to do with your artwork personally. I mean, does this sort of, do you think this is opening up uh, new doors? Like you said, to maybe 
do some more projects that are kind of art for art's sake or even being sold like as fine art, you might say, instead of just being like a, a job that you're commissioned to do, like for the New York Times in an upcoming <laughs> edition right. of the of the paper. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I would love to be pursuing more art pieces, I guess you could say, because it's really nice to take the pressure off, you know, when you're working on a commercial piece, illustration or graphic design. Um, you're like, you're, you formed a partnership, you want, you have a client and you have, you guys have a goal you're working towards or a need that needs to be satisfied or information that needs to be communicated. And the freedom that I find in artwork or personal illustration pieces is just amazing because you, I can just pour myself into that and my point of view and my message. And uh, it becomes a really great outlet for someone who's usually using their craft to, to partner and working with someone else. What about you and your husband? I mean, you mentioned that you two did a lot of collaborative stuff back before you moved away. Is there any plans for that kind of thing going forward? Yes, it's so faint right now. It's a little bigger <laughs> that we want to grow. Yeah, coming back here to Savannah, what is so great about, I mean, there's so many great things about Savannah, but the cost of living here is low. We were in New York before, which the cost of living in contrast was immense. Um, so it's great to be back here and not having to work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week just to, to survive. Um, mm -hmm. I bring that up because it gives you time and which is the most valuable currency. So now that we're back here and we're, de we're definitely getting more settled, we do run our business House of Kindling and that has been so fun, but us and our clients are still navigating these new ways of doing things. And so many of our yeah. clients had to change their operations and their messaging, which in turn, you know, we're really involved with. Um, anyway, long way to say <laughs> that we're, that's still one of our goals, uh, Ben and I, to collaborate. Because we had some really fun art shows before we moved away. We were, we were printmakers and screen printed. And uh, I just really look forward to making the time um, and making pieces together again, because we do have a lot of fun and make a lot of fun work together. I right, say, so you know, I'm looking through the House of Kindling and you have done some of my most favorite illustrations <laughs> here in the city, Ooh, like the Penny sure, Penny Cloud and the Coffee Fox Fox and the <laughs> yeah, Fox yeah. and the Record. Like, I, I just had no idea you were so prolific and that I've seen your stuff everywhere. And I've That's always so cool. really enjoyed it. Thank you. That means a lot to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. So you heard it here, folks. Uh, first, folks, she'll be doing a show with her husband sometime this summer. Or is that when we can? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just willing it into the universe. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> New York Times, New York show. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, look, Kay, we're going to wrap this interview up here. But before we do that, I want to kind of give you an opportunity to, you know, for you to let folks know, you know, if people want to follow your work, if people want to, you know, see what you're up to, give us your Instagram, your, your websites, all that kind of stuff. So that way people can find more information about you and your work. Yeah, absolutely. My Instagram handle is my name. It's one big word, Kay Wolfersberger. And my website is also the same thing, Kay Wolfersberger. Dot com And those are the two main places that I uh, post all my work. So those would be good spots to check out. Yeah. And I'll, I'll mention that Wolfersberger is spelled W-O-L-F-E-R-S-P-E-R-S. -E 
G-E-R for those who are out there listening and want to make sure you get it all right. But I'm sure if you get close, Instagram will <laughs> fill it in with your algorithm. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show today, Kay. It's really been a pleasure. We were both very excited. And I, I, I'm, yeah, I think we, that probably showed because I think we may be a little more goofy than normal, but that's what cool, can we say? Your work inspires joy and happiness. So we appreciate you. <laughs> Great. So fun, you guys. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.